Welcome. I'm Asa A, and this is The August Light, a podcast about my life as an actress and entrepreneur, which technically they're the same thing, but I digress. <laughs> Join me weekly for candid discussions about Black culture, growth, self-care, business, education, and a whole bunch of other sh- Oh, and I have a lot of amazing friends who'll be joining me in all my nonsense. There's no telling what will happen when the mic comes on, but I promise it'll be entertaining. So get comfy and enjoy the light, the August light. Welcome back to the August light. Today, I am honored to be joined by the spiritual, calming and flexible Charmaine Cole. If you don't know, this queen joined me last season to give us a lesson in yoga and meditation. Now she's back to talk about chakras and myofascial release. For those who need a refresher on her credentials, let me run them down for you. Jermaine holds certifications in Kundalini, Hatha, Egyptian, and Yin Yoga, as well as myofascial release. She is also a contortion enthusiast, a Qigong practitioner, owner of the holistic cosmetic company, Comedic Aesthetics, and her own yoga flexibility training business. Please welcome the amazing Jermaine Cole. Hey, Asa, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here again today with you, and I really enjoyed our last episode together. Our last episode was really great. A lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of people said it was great. So we had to have you back. All right, before we get into today's topic, I want to read a few affirmations. These are some statements I repeat to myself throughout the day that I hope can help some of you as well. Feel free to say them out loud as you listen or come back to them later. I will include them in the show notes as well. I start my day in gratitude for what I have. It's okay to not be okay. I allow myself to feel whatever I need to. I am on a beautiful journey to become the best version of myself. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. And slowly release. Now let's get this conversation started. Since we're talking about chakras today, where did the practice of chakras come from and what is a chakra? Can you give us a definition or a brief history of it? Sure. Uh, so chakras is said to have been originated in India between 1500 and 500 BC. And it's basically a spinning disc or wheel of energy that flows along your spine. I like that. So how many chakras are there and what does each of them mean? So there are at least 114 chakras. There could be more, but there's seven major chakras. And it starts at the base of your spine, the seven major chakras. So that's the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart chakra, throat chakra, the ajna or third eye chakra, and the crown chakra. Can you give us like a brief explanation of each of those? Sure. So each chakra has like a corresponding like number and maybe even like a a color that is associated with along your spine. So the root chakra is at the base of the spine, like near the tailbone area. And that corresponds directly to the color red. And it's basically how you ground it, like your root of survival. Um, and it relates to um, your physical identity, like if you feel stable and grounded. The sacral chakra is located just below the belly button, is related to the color orange. And that's okay. like your sexuality your creativity. That's interesting that you, the one by your belly button will be your sexuality and yes. your creativity. Solar plexus, that's located in the upper stomach area. It's related to the color yellow. And that is basically like how you see yourself, your confidence, your power, your self-esteem. 
The heart chakra is located in your heart center and it relates to the color green or even pink. And that's how you love, how you receive love, your compassion, and you have your throat chakra. That's, of course, located in the throat area and that is how you communicate. And then you have your Ajna, your third eye chakra that is located between the eyes at the brow point. Mm -hmm. That's your... That's the one that most people probably hear about and know about. Right. And that's your intuition, your imagination. Then the last one is your crown chakra is at the top of the head or the crown of the head. And that's just how you know everything, your total awareness. Okay. Okay. That was a good, it's good to know where they are and yeah. what they kind of represent and what they connect to. So if like you want to clear them out or because, you know, a lot of people are like I need to unblock my chakra. So right, right. why is it important to unblock your chakra and how do you unblock them? It's very important, actually, to unblock the chakras. The chakras can become blocked for various reasons, like life, stress, traumas, childhood traumas, what have you. So it's very important to unblock them because chakras, as we know, are like energy, energy that flows throughout the body. And you want that energy to flow freely, like a river or a creek. And anytime it gets stagnant, then you have other issues, whether it be like spiritual or physical issues can arise from blocked energy areas. So if you're having sacral chakra issues then it can even relate to things like fibroids and cysts can arise in the body if you're having heart issues then it can affect how you love and receive love if you're able to forgive if you're holding on to things okay how do they unblock their chakras though for example someone who has like a heart chakra block what are some things and is it different for each chakra that could be blocked should you do different things or can it be like a general thing to help with all of them well, there's definitely general things that can be done to keep all the chakra energies flowing in alignment. But when one comes out of alignment, then you can work on targeted things just for that chakra. And some of the things you can do to unblock your chakras would be, of course, yoga and meditation. Through yoga, that's the movement through the body that just helps the energy, the flow, oxygen to flow throughout your body. Through meditation, that's when you're doing inward exercises to detach from the physical realm so you can have your inner reflection of what's going on and things like that in the body. Then, of course, I don't know if you're aware, but you can heal or unblock chakras by crystals. I've heard mentions of crystals. I have friends who use them and post about them and talk about them, but I don't understand them. You know, I know they all have different energies and different purposes. So give us the explanation of how crystals work and what people use them for. Okay, so crystals or gemstones, they're said to have different healing properties. For instance, rose quartz would be one that you would use, or jade or avatarine you would use for your heart chakra, like if you're experiencing any sort of heart issues, like heart chakra issues where you're having a problem with loving or receiving love. And now, do you have to do anything special with the crystals, or do you just wear them? Do you put them on somewhere? Do you place them a certain way? What, well, yeah. How do you release the energy, the healing energy of these crystals? It's actually funny you should say that because I started making jewelry and my mom basically told me about rose quartz. I looked it up. So you can wear it as jewelry. There's called yoni eggs. Yoni eggs are basically crystals and you can get different ones based on like what area you want to work on. Like you can get a rose quartz yoni egg and insert it in you and do your Kegel exercises. And that will also help with your heart center. And for those who don't know what Kegels are. I know what they are. <laughs> Go ahead and explain for them. So Kegels are basically pelvic floor exercises to strengthen your pelvic floor. It's contracting the muscles and you can do it with or without anything. So you can do it with yoni eggs or you can just basically the muscles you use to urinate. Like if you wanted to practice, you can urinate a little bit and stop. Yeah, it. my mom's a nurse. That's how she okay. says you should practice your Kegels. Right, like when right. you got to go to the bathroom and pee, ladies. 
And I don't know, is it safe for men that when they go to the bathroom? Yeah, pee? they should definitely. You as well. basically try to stop the flow of your urine and then start it. And you want to basically contract these muscles as much as you can, especially even in yoga and like half bridge or if you're doing glute exercises, men should as well, definitely okay. contract those muscles. And once you learn how to do it, the peeing way is the simplest way to find those muscles to know which muscles we're talking right. about. But once you learn how to do it that way, you can actually do it anywhere and people don't know you're doing it. You can literally just be sitting in a chair and practicing your Kegels. Like yes, At definitely. work, it, you know, you can be talking to friends, standing up. Yep. Then you can use the yoni egg. You could get like a carnelian. Carnelian is, is a stone that's mostly associated with the, the root chakra or the sacral chakra. You can do amethyst. That's for like your third eye, for your intuition or your crown. You just kind of have them have them in your possession to unlock the energy. Yeah, you can have them in your possession. You could be very intentional about it as far as meditating with them. You can cleanse the air and cleanse your aura by burning sage. You should also cleanse your crystals, put it in the sunlight or moonlight. That's said to charge all the healing properties and then go ahead and, and use them for whatever you want to do, whether you want to meditate with them, wear them, put them underneath your pillow. Okay. You got to tell people how to, to use them because you just, if you're yeah. not familiar with it like me, you'd be like, okay, what are y'all doing with these crystals? <laughs> yeah. I was like, are we just holding them and they just do what they do? Or right. do I got to say something with them? Or rub them? What? But now I get it. As long as they're in your possession, they have those powers, but make sure you charge them, make sure you cleanse them. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right, okay. I like that. And I was also going to add on to that. There's two really good books. I feel like that talk really good about different things you can do for unblocking chakras, certain yoga poses you could do. Okay, drop the names of them real quick. And then I'll also put these in the show notes so people can find them. Okay, so the first one was my favorite book. It's called Opening to the Spirit. The author's name is Caroline Shola. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, but it's A-R-E-W-A. And then, of course, Sacred Woman by Queen Apula. Okay, awesome. So those are easy to read, easy to figure out how to get into chakras and crystals, you said? Yes. So that's a good starting point for those who are interested in starting how to use them and learning how to use them a little bit better. And I will, of course, always include resources like that in the show notes for you all to be able to find them later. So since we've gotten into chakras and, you know, talking about how to unblock them, I know that you also do myofascial release. So what is myofascial release? So myofascia release, I say fascia is basically the glue that holds everything together. Right. So myofascia release helps to break up that. It can become very stagnant and basically sticky in some areas where it causes pain and inflammation or tightness in the body. So myofascia release helps to break that up to improve like the circulation, reduce pain in the body, and also increase your range of motion and flexibility in those areas. So it's really good for those who are athletes or who like to work out a lot or who sit at their desk a lot or something or who aren't mobile. It's good to kind of have those. It's good for everyone, especially athletes. Our muscles get tight as we're, you know, constantly working them out. So it's good muscle recovery to where you're not losing your range of motion through, you know, weight training or what have you. And it's especially good for people who are sitting all day. Your muscles also get very tight. As you're sitting, you know, blood stops flowing like it should. So it helps to keep improve that circulation and have the blood flowing. If you had any past injuries, even if you've been in a car accident or just any sort of past injuries, our body has a way of shutting down when it comes to trauma. So those areas remember that trauma that you once endured. The fascia release helps to release all of that to where you can create new muscle memory. And is myofascial release a good way to unblock your chakras? 
definitely. I would say it's sort of similar in the sense of acupuncture. Of course, they're using needles to pinpoint certain meridian points in the body to allow the energy to flow freely through your body. Mm-hmm. So myofascial release also is like trigger point therapy where, you know, you're applying pressure to those certain areas so that the energy can flow and you're releasing that tightness that was there that may have been something that may have been traumatic or something you may have experienced or it may just be just tightness from sitting all day. Okay. So how often should a myofascial release be performed? How often do you need to do this to keep your body and your muscles free and the energy flowing in your body? It totally depends on you and your lifestyle. If you're somebody who's working out all the time, results can last up to six weeks from one session. Of course, that's with like your upkeep, like stretching and foam rolling in between. Drinking a lot of water. Water is definitely necessary for your muscles to recover from anything that you have done. So it just really depends on you and your lifestyle, but it lasts at least six weeks. Okay, so it's not something you need to do every day. You can get a lot of benefits out of one session. Right, correct. And so how can people do myofascial releases at home? Like I heard you mention foam rolling. Right. Is that a form of myofascial release, more moderate form of it? Yeah, it's a more moderate or milder form of the fascial release services that I perform. You could do that at home. You could use trigger point tools. I've seen tools that have little cloth-like hooks you kind of use to kind of go across certain areas to loosen them up. Then you have muscle guns. You could use that. Muscle guns? Yeah. (laughs) What is a muscle gun, ma'am? They're like massage guns. You see athletes use them all the time. Like if you watch the NBA game, you'll see them sitting on the sidelines before the game and they're using these guns. Okay. And they have interchangeable heads, heads, different areas you want to pinpoint. Like how closely related is myofascial release to a massage? It's different in a sense because it goes deeper than like a traditional massage. Like even if you get a deep tissue massage, myofascial release can go even deeper than that. Because it's more it's trigger, trigger point therapy. Okay. It's similar in the sense of a massage to where you're improving circulation. You're even, you know, draining the lymphatic system. You're draining toxins out the body because you're improving that circulation and that oxygen flow. So it's like a more advanced form of a massage, more beneficial form of a massage. It's like that next level massage. Right, right. And I would say it can be painful in those areas. Okay, please. (laughs) Keep 100 with folks. Because I've heard from some people who have had it done. They said they were super sore for a minute. Yeah, so it can be painful from, especially if those are areas that have been problem areas for you where you've had some sort of stored trauma there, maybe a past injury or just super tight. Or you could have just had leg day. So it can be sore and painful. How long can you expect the pain to last after a session with you? So during the session, it can be pretty painful. Afterwards, you'll feel better immediately. But the next day, you might have soreness, maybe some bruising. But you'll still feel good and you'll feel more mobile in your joints. Okay. Just prepare yourself (laughs) mentally if you decide to book her for a myofascial. Yes, Yes. This is how you take care of your body. This is how you take care of your mind, your spirit, just to kind of release and reset yourself in a lot of ways yeah. we all need it we all need different ways to relax and to take care of ourselves and sometimes you got to think outside the box to do those things all right okay everyone we've come to the part of the show where we do something practical or entertaining or just have some good old fun today is no different let's call this segment for your mind All right, so today, Shermaine is going to lead us in a mini seated yoga session that can be done from your desk when you're at work and you have a few minutes of downtime to do this. Don't be doing this when you're supposed to be doing actual work, y'all. 
So while we would love for you all to follow along at this very moment, please make sure you are not driving or operating any heavy machinery if you decide to participate. If you are doing either of those things, please wait until you are done or take this time to pull over to a safe place. I will now hand the reins over to Charmaine. So Charmaine, take it away. Thank you. So I'm going to lead us to a seated yoga session. So I want you to close your eyes and just take a moment to just find some balance in your life. You can think about something you want to manifest. Take the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth as you take a deep inhale. And as you inhale, expand the abdomen as you are filling it like a balloon. And as you are exhaling, contract the abdomen to the spine. So keeping your tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth, continue to do those deep inhales and exhales as you are finding centering in your day-to-day. And then take one more deep inhale. And this time, hold that inhale in for three seconds. And then exhale it out for three seconds. Now on your next inhale, go ahead and take some slow neck circles going to your right. And making sure to inhale and exhale through each articulation of the neck. And if you notice any stickiness as you are moving your neck around, spend extra time and attention in that area. When your chin reaches your chest, go ahead and take it in the opposite direction, going to your left this time. Remembering to keep the movement connected to the breath as you inhale and exhale through each articulation. Once your neck becomes centered again, go ahead and bring your chin to your chest. And then bring your chin upward as you take your gaze upward and letting your head to drop back. And take a couple of those movements. You're going to inhale down as you tuck your chin to your chest. Then you're going to exhale back as you move your head back, taking your chin upward. And then bring your neck and head back neutral again. Go ahead and make sure those shoulders are rounded down and back from the ears. Go ahead and take some shoulder circles. As you inhale, the shoulders up to the ears and exhale them back, squeezing the shoulder blades. And keep doing these movements at your own pace. Remembering to inhale up and exhale down and back, squeezing those shoulder blades together. And keep that breath connected to the movement. And then whenever you're ready, go ahead and take those shoulders forward, inhaling the shoulders up and forward, and then down and back as you exhale. And moving at your own pace, finding your own rhythm. And once your shoulders become back neutral again, go ahead and place your hands on your knees. And you're going to inhale as you arch your back, using your hands to pull your chest forward. You can take your gaze upward here. And you're going to exhale as you round through the spine, tucking the chin to the chest, using your hands to push your shoulders away. 
And then keep that movement going at your own pace. Then you can go ahead and come back center again, keeping your hands on your knees. Go ahead and take your right hand up like you are pointing it towards the sky. Reach it towards your left knee and twist looking over your left shoulder. For a nice gentle spinal twist. Then you'll inhale the hand back up to bring you back forward. So take that left hand up, this time reaching it towards your right knee or your thigh, whichever is comfortable, and twist looking over that right shoulder. Inhale to bring your left hand up towards the sky again to bring you back forward. And then you can just sit here for a moment, focus on your breath, how fast your breath is, slow it down, being intentional with your breath work. If your mind started to wander at any point doing that, focus back on that centering thought. Find something that you would want to show gratitude for. Take a deep inhale. And slowly exhale it out. And namaste. Yay. That felt good. That was a quick seated yoga session that you can do while you're at work. I really hope y'all have enjoyed learning about chakras and myofascial releases and the benefits of both. As always, Charmaine, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming to join me. It is always a pleasure to have you and your expertise on the August Light. Y'all make sure y'all look her up. I'm about to give her the mic in a second so she can give y'all her information. This concludes the show for today. But before we get out of here, is there anything you want to leave the people with? You know, this is a time where you can self-promote, drop your social media handles, or say something inspirational. Uh, thank you so much, Asa, for having me. I'm so honored to be on the show again. It's such a beautiful show, great topics. Please check out the other episodes. And I would say you can find me on Instagram, Peacefully Charmaine. I have a link in there if you want to book a session, also sell muscle rubs and things like that. That also helps with releasing the fascia and the pain and inflammation in the body. And the link is in my bio as well. Check all of it out at her link at Peacefully Charmaine on Instagram. I will, of course, drop all of her information in the show notes for y'all to go support her and check her out. All right, y'all. Until next time, be a light and August light. Come back next week for another enlightening episode of The August Light. If you were entertained or inspired by this show, tell someone about it. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review about it somewhere, anywhere. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The August underscore Light and at The August Light Talk on Clubhouse. Oh, and check our Instagram every week for the weekly queue.